things that you saw that were going to change the way bands sounded around here, that the, or that New Orleans was somehow changing the, the makeup of audiences and the sort of you know. Well, it's becoming the the, 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 the musical eco, the economics around here are shifting to be a little more like the rest of the country, uh, in that there aren't there's not just so much work pouring out of the bars and clubs that you can just that. that the, the era of the pickup band is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that work play in bands that are working bands. Uh-huh. And, and that's new. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always been working bands in New Orleans, but I mean, when I first started, when I first started coming around and seeing gigs in, two, you know, based in 2000s, when I moved to New Orleans, I immediately started going to lots of shows. You know, I would see you with a different cast of characters every fucking time. Yeah, but they're all working bands. You would see me with a different cast of characters. You saw me with one of the six bands. Right? Because you would have seen me with the Naked Orchestra, the New Orleans Klezmer All-Stars, Masamamones, my own band, or... Uh, it, strangely enough, it looks like a different cast of characters, but uh, really they were six working bands. Right. So ultimately really what it was, but it looked like... A, it would look like... It would well, maybe. I mean, I, think, I feel like now th- those six working bands would have to be one. And That's, the same guys and not I a lot of subbing. No, I see what you're talking about. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's... Bands rehearsed now. That's a, that's a good thing. I agree. Yeah, it was driving me crazy. The, the insistence on no rehearsal and everything being... Having to be so simple and pedantic that, you know, that... You know, that, that I mean, this aspect is one positive offshoot of the young person's trad thing just to bring it together the young bands rehearse and play arrangements that are only possible from rehearsing and this to me is good because look the trad is not going anywhere you know and if it's going to be here let's make the experience as broad as possible for people Mm. you know when it becomes this just old guys blowing sitting on the chair looking like they're ready to go to sleep well they're old it kind of they are old. Yeah, right, okay. But I mean, it loses. Your Lionel Furbo's 100 years old. Well, I'm not even talking about those guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking oh, yeah, people yeah. one third their age, but not uh, in, not 20. Oh, okay, now that's different. Yeah, you you're know? talking about the people in the, in the latter Bourbon Street era. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the same songs and the same thing because no one ever wants the same 20 songs. The young bands play obscure songs. They don't play the top 25 New Orleans Drad songs. They play obscure, obscure songs and they play arrangements. Yeah, but who cares? What I want is why are young people singing about me and my goil? I don't right, really okay. understand what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. is going on with people who don't want to deal with the reality of the world that's in front of them in music. I am totally mystified. That's not your case. I mean, even Shorty. Shorty is in New Orleans music, but the reason that Shorty is successful, in my opinion, is he talks about fairly universal shit, like young guys wanting to go make it at the fucking bar with some women. Yeah. Well, that's universal. That's the energy of young people. Right. So he is talking about, he uses the terminology that that is going on, that that people use now to describe that, so it has some of the cultural reality in it, and as much as the terminology is current for whatever that experience is, or for the nouns, the nouns of a a universal period. Let me speak on this. But now let's talk about what the fuck they're doing. Here's what the fuck, on part of it I mean I listened to the, the Aurora's interview that you, the, yeah. that you asked her about this and one of the things that she said that really struck with me is that one of the things that she thinks is at the core of this is that it it, it, it makes the it, it, it solidifies gender roles 
Yeah. Well, but that's 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 regressive by sure, sort of sure. But this is horrific. It's I I don't think that this is unique to this era in human history. A, a tendency towards regression. We're we're at a point in him. We're at a point where many things are, are changing. Yeah, but those things are very scary. You're talking about the the, the 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 gender roles that were going on then had to do with severe repression of women. People then were still trying to work out how to get back to denying women the vote. I'm with you. I'm with you. But hold on. Just I think we are human society in 2012 is pushing a lot of these things forward. There's a lot of new shit that's happening. A lot right. of things that are changing. Right now, uh -huh. because of inter the the internet and the speed of information that tr travels, there's you know gender roles in America are very in flux all over the. It's it's they're always in flux all over humanity. But it's sure. and it's it's just a, it's just basic human nature and 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 just undeniable fact of history. Whenever there is a vanguard, there is a reaction. It's just the way this process goes. But how far up our own ass are we going to go? Are we going to go we turn everything back into rubble? Look, and then I, enjoy ourselves look, wandering around? Just to around be clear, and, I'm not defending. I'm, this is just my observation. I feel that this is like... I'm thinking about this almost in terms of chemistry. I mean, you're working against yourself. How can you decide that Louis Armstrong is a sophisticated person? And then want to remove all sophistication until you're just down to, you know, some kind of, you know... Like I call it the facade book mentality, you know that the, you know, <laughs> the, the, all only the external trappings without even the meaning of why they adopted those external trappings, which in the case of those artists happened to be almost everything they did had some meaning well, from handkerchiefs down to white socks. So, I don't so, know so basically, we're tr we're trying to explain this now. Okay, yeah. so let one let me posit one hypothesis. It's all just right, a hypothesis, but. Uh, Americans are culturally now, especially young Americans, are very uh, ignorant and underexposed to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, American popular culture is Kesha and Jay Z. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're dealing with a generation of people that aren't even raised on like decent pop music. <laughs> You know, the last right. decent pop music was, you know, depending on who you ask, was the 1970s and 1980s as far as I'm concerned. Maybe you can put, like, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and those bands in the early 1990s in that category, but even they were not... Even they... They sold a lot of records, but they weren't, like... You know what I mean? Like, right yes. at the center of anything, you know? Right. So, uh... Uh... So you're dealing with these people that are, that, that are you know basically been being been fed nothing but McDonald's their entire lives mm -hmm. from a metaphysical standpoint uh -huh. and here is something that actually involves maybe in many cases the first time they're exposed to anything that fits these requirements musical sophistication uh, uh, concerted work over a period of time mm -hmm. uh something that's not on TV or, or the internet and so therefore makes you feel like you found, discovered something mm -hmm. that's special and yours and not someone else's. Mm -hmm. uh, and gives you an excuse to live in New Orleans, which is also awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. this is why we're having this conversation, because we think New Orleans is awesome and 
We're, yeah, know. certainly. I mean, you know, absolutely. And I, you know, again, I, I the only reason I have to get into this is because one of the reasons that I conduct these interviews is because I feel that music's been done a great disservice by the music press, which actually contributes very heavily to this level of ignorance. You know, which I mean, I find it that it's destroying music. Actually, it's destroying the life force of it, the part of it that can stand up to people and make make musicians and make people really stand tall and walk well. They can take people up from a certain level. That aspect is being totally trodden on while everybody just tries to sell some shit. Yes and, and no. I mean, and, there's, you know, there's always going to be the, the OCD people that want to know everything and find everything. You said criticism of me. <laughs> I, no, I, I consider myself. Okay. I think it's a positive. All right, good. <laughs> you know, someone that, w- that Actually, will... Are talking to me? That, that, no, that, that will go on the internet or to the library or whatever and find all the shit that's out there and make their own mm-hmm. conclusion. Those yeah. those people. I mean, it's. I think that that's a personality type. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 archetypal. Yeah, yeah. And and those people will exist and will. I mean, Shorty is playing more interesting music because I made him listen to Serbian music. Okay. And he, lot, of course, he like He would not have found it on his own. Right, right, right. It's, right. That's just a fact. Yeah. You know, I am someone that is OCD and finds all the recordings. Well, this is something that we learn from each other. But this is yeah. the life of music. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there is a life in it that is. Um, and look, look, look. As if you make one thing, I think that people need to be musicians need to be less. There's this idea of. I know best because I'm the creative genius that comes out of this kind of like post-bebop. Oh, it starts in the 19th century, man. It has to do with people's conception of what an artist is. It's total romantic fodder, twaddle. It's horrible. I mean, it went up and down, but I think it's been uninterrupted since like this post-bebop era of the lone, you know, and it was very useful at that time. You know, a music that was primarily played by African-Americans coming out of an environment that's very repressive and, and uh, demeaning yeah. to say I'm intelligent and I'm creative and I'm complicated and here is my intelligent, creative, complicated music. Fucking deal with it. Yeah, but that's even out of another... I mean, that's to say... Yeah, it's so complicated. That's that's a very large story. You're right, okay? I'm going to go with what you're saying. Carry on. Anyways. But this... And this is creating... this created this paradigm where everyone is supposed to be this way. I think we're in an era where the music has to become populist. That doesn't mean that it's not creative, and it doesn't mean that it's not modern or, or new. Populist is something that's like where, where the, the paradigm isn't immediate, isn't fundamentally separatist. You well, are you. What, that's what I said. And, I mean, and, and I am me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Which is that it should be. So, what, but the, for that to be the case, if, for, for that the populace, to be, it has to be talking to the lives of the population. Right. Right. And they're not. They're talking to the lives of some other damn population. Okay, but okay. How many people are there on the earth right now? Six, seven billion. Right. Okay. So, you know, if. Music. There's also out out of seven billion people. There's a lot of musicians, and I think that there's a lot. There's some musicians that are actually are doing this. That are speaking to the populace by in uh, creating uh, engaging in musical activities that seem more egalitarian. Well, yes, that I can go along with. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely that aspect out there, and I and I think that the people that go after that 
are this is what we're talking about. That is a great thing when they're when they're talking about that because then, but in order to project the more egalitarian, you have to have an idea. You have to be reacting to something where there's inequality. Sure. This is to be aware of what the inequalities are out there, and in a way, but isn't you're isn't this isn't like, this like a fundamental aspect of human life since time immemorial? For there to be some kind of imbalance, and then to, for people to react to that. Uh, that's one way to look at it. I mean, that's certainly the way some people look at the process of history, but it's not necessarily the way that history is. It definitely, it definitely. I mean, if you you can, you know, the dialectical perspective on history is very popular. It's not. It's it, it, you know, and I think that it exposes certain kinds of things. The only problem with it is that at what point are we going to grow up and start having revolts against each other? And 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 in a way, there's a kind of aggression, a kind of violence that results because there's somebody. The, the fact of the matter is that there's a repressor and there's an activity that is vi that is projecting a kind of violence against it. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? And I'm saying that that perspective, well, you know, I mean, if I was going to enter this conversation with this interview, we'll go into conversation. Really, that perspective, if you take a look at it, offers a perspective in which it takes as, as an unquestioned base idea that we are aggressive people and that we're looking to compete in the world and people get a whole lot, you know, Malthusian idea, you know, it turns into that shit, you know, about the, you know, social Darwinism, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm not sure, that, even if it's reality, I'm not sure as a musician or as a creative person that we have to knuckle under to those kinds of presumptions. In other words, we, we work in creative field, which is to do with altering the state it's, it's creative we could do whatever the fuck we want right and so but in order to do that you have to find your way outside of what the dominant way of thinking is now this doesn't matter what i'm saying is that if you watch interviews with it doesn't matter whether it's you know jimmy hendrix or marlon brando or muhammad ali from that period and watch the the shape of the rhetoric and also the fact of the popularity you can see that it is possible to be populist and not running just the, what the dominant appeal is or the dominant idea. I okay to, to clarify my position and what I've said. I think in in in, in 2012 to be populist is to be subversive. Uh huh. Uh -huh, uh -huh okay. To be truly populist is to be sub subversive. Right now. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Because we're dealing with this star structure. Uh huh. To be of value is to be better than. So it's competitive right now. It's, it, it, the, the main because I that's what it's well, the thing that's aggravating me now is that everyone's idea of music is turning into the voice. You know, I mean, right? Like, really, that, that's this, what I'm talking about. Is this really to what be, we're going to talk about? To be to be to to have value is to be better than X. Yeah. Variable X. So this this is but you have to cut out creativity in order to do that because you have to come up with a standard. Right. Which means that you have to cut variation. But I think that there is a movement of musicians that are going against this. I mean, I think that there's this... Martin and I have, have talked about this a lot, about how there's this... Not just in New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans has been here for forever. But globally, there's this kind of, like, explosion of brass bands. And yeah. a brass band is a... Is inherently subversive. Oh, for sure. 
everything about it. It's historically subversive. Yeah. It's everything it's, about it's, it's subversive. It's inherently subversive on so many levels and is populist. There yeah. is, can't really be a star in a brass band. Everybody's got to play their role. Okay. The star mean, is the it, band. It, yeah, it's equality. Okay, yes. It's, and, it's, and it's as equality within the group. And yes. there's and it also creates equality with the audience, especially yeah. if you embrace the... If, if you don't fall... If, if, if you if you don't embrace electricity, like Tsukimashi Bu needs this needs their sound man and their fucking gear, mm-hmm. and they're a great band, but this they're less subversive as a result, yeah, and less populist because you have to see them in a club with a decent PA, right? right. You know, but yeah, the, the, well, the march, yes. I mean, come on, yeah. I mean, that's not <laughs> poor friend. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, you know, this is, now we're, into, okay, I tell you what, but, I mean, they're, just they're let me just finish my thought this about, is, go ahead, about, go ahead. about brass bands, it's like, okay, you know, one of the, one of my greatest musical experiences of my life has been being in Panorama Brass Band, okay. because this is a band where every, you know, you get a lead sheet, you get a lead sheet and you make up your fucking part, I mean, uh. that's awesome. From from a you know someone from a professional side man, uh, I am a professional side man, uh, and you know, I get to you know you get to make up your own part, but it better work. You know, it's like you you got to you get to be creative, but only as, in so far as it serves the whole. Uh-huh. Then this is a band that's supported by the community around it. Uh-huh. You know, like we can go down the street and our friends can come, and they're making the performances the whole parade. It's not just us it's not this us up here you down there okay. we are all participating right so you know now if that was the case not to cut in but what now is this what you think are the features obviously is this a feature to a central feature to New Orleans music and what you do with Trombone Shorty and what, oh, what big is, time. So this is this is the central feature. Okay, so this is important. So then, if that's the case, I mean, Trombone Shorty is this weird, like things that shouldn't go together go together because uh-huh. he is this big star. He is buying into the, you know, the old system, the the better than. Uh-huh. I am good because I'm better than. But the band is still run musically very egalitarian in terms of in this very coming out of this brass band way of thinking of everyone makes their own part and every you know what I mean uh-huh. and people def- people create their own musical identity in this space uh-huh. so as long as it serves the whole you know you can't be too out the box because you've got to serve the whole the whole happens to be kind of all hardwired into him that's the big difference with you know, with just a standard brass band, where there is n- where like the leader is a leader purely on a business standpoint. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Not really musically. No, we are like he's he's the brain. You know, it's like almost like it's it's almost like a solo act. He's he's a solo, unaccompanied solo artist, and his instrument is Orleans Avenue. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know. Do you have designs on doing anything else? What's in your head right now for coming up in your in your life or in your musical life or anything? You probably don't have time or anything. Well, I mean, I've I've been doing these few isolated gigs, you know, playing bass function on bass sax. Like I've been saying, it's something I'm really excited about and really interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the bass sax is just awesome. Are you excited about the life that you have now, being on the road all the time and all that? 
Uh, I change my mind about that every 27 seconds, but for the most <laughs> part, yes. Yeah, especially since it's become more balanced. Uh-huh. You know, in the last six months or so, it's become a lot more balanced. I'm not just gone, 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 and our the 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 nature of the travel has become easier to deal with because you know, every, Troy's just worn himself out and is and the band and is trying to find a way to make this more sustainable. Mm-hmm. This is all relatively new, so t- talk to me in six months and maybe I'll, I can have more of a definitive answer to this question for you. But that said, I mean, I've been on six, five continents in two months. I've seen some shit, and it's awesome. On that, uh-huh. And on top of that, there's a if you're interested in pursuing excellence on your instrument, there's no better way than getting in an awesome working band. Period. The end. Even if you don't like them, even if you can't stand the particulars of the music... I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, playing, being absent from Magnetic Ear for a long time and then coming back and just being like, you know, I'm not the same musician I was when I got in this band, I'm not the same musician I was a year ago because we're performing at this level from a, on a professional standpoint where you, it's like you're on or off, there's no halfway, you know, and part of that, you know, I've learned a lot of how to do that from Troy, you know, he's an expert at this, of like, it's on or off. You, it's, no matter how you feel, you, there's some switch in the back of your brain that you can flip and you're going to fucking burn the house down. It's just, you're just going to do that and you know that. And that's, oddly, that's a choice. It's not something that's about your ability, really. Uh-huh. That's, it's, it's a choice you can make. It's like happen because of intention, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm bringing that back to New Orleans and to the, these other things that I do, I'm, seeing how I've changed as a musician for the better and everything is better and how the whole, the band feeds off of it and I feel I'm working now more than I ever have if I got fired by Troy tomorrow I'd still be working crazy mm-hmm. and I think that this is the reason because people feel that and feed off of it and it's something that they want around them uh huh cool you know is there anything else you want to talk about I don't know. As long as I can let you go. I gotta get over to the Chaz Fest. I gotta ask some questions about uh, local festivals. What do you think about the, the local alternative festival of Chaz Fest? Chaz Fest is fucking awesome. The Chaz Fest, too. What's that about? Is this gonna keep going this flavor? Because these things started sort of as a post-Katrina kind of a... kind of um, survival I think so. mechanism. I, because, you know... A lot of the... People keep coming to New Orleans that want to be creative and don't want to be trad mm-hmm. in the face of the realities, the economic realities. So, I, you know, they just keep coming. There's young kids that come to open ears every week, young musicians that want to play that. Yeah. New ones that I don't know. I mean, I started this with Jeff and Justin, and I've been gone, and then there's this whole new crop of faces of people that I don't know, and I was... You know, King High Overlord of this scene for a little while. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. So, to me, that means, you know, it's, you know, it's almost like this Jurassic Park vibe going on. You know, in Jurassic Park, because they're like, oh, they're not going to reproduce because they're all female. All the dinosaurs are female. Well, nature finds a way. Nature will find a way. I mean, maybe uh-huh. this is my idealistic self saying this, but I mean, the people are here, they're working on their craft, they're going to find a way to get it out there. Uh-huh. So these are the changes and this is what's going on with these festivals, you're saying? Okay. And I mean, Chaz Fest is more of an old guard 
that kind of thing. But I mean, you guys aren't going anywhere either. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't have anything to do with it. I just watch. But yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, I mean, it's not just Chaz Fest. I mean, Search and Restore tonight. It's always right. That's what I'm saying. And this is just a totally new and, thing, uh, and it's and it's Ingrid Lucia has hers right in the backyard. Uh, right, and it's, and it's you know, with Search and Restore, this is a whole new paradigm for New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be successful. It worked. Mm -hmm. Let's ask the community to, to, to really support us mm -hmm. and really make a push for it. There's a Kickstarter campaign and donations. Not you know. Discuss. Being, tell us what Search and Restore really is. Uh, uh to, to, it's a three-day kind of alternative jazz fest festival, trying to promote, you know, for lack of a better term, I hate this word, the kind of avant-garde, postmodern imp improvisational music seen in New Orleans that's always been here but who's in, putting it on uh, Adam Schatz out of New York is the main organizer but also Justin Peake and Jeff Albert who are locals he didn't call me <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> great research um, so well that's good I'm glad that's good so that's tonight I won't be here I have to go back to uh, fly. Well, it's, it's been the last two days tonight's the last day today's yeah. like the, the only like like real band day the other two days were kind of like improv free for all the days mashup scenario yeah Cool. Well, um, that sounds good. But, I, I, I think it's a perfect time to stop. What do you think? Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Roger.